What do you do when you're frozen in fear, but your biggest fear is an actual, real possibility? Hi, welcome to another important conversation on Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we have a real heavy question that I think at some point all of us can relate to a little bit. What happens when something happens and you get suddenly afraid and you see all of the things that could possibly go wrong and you get scared to move because you're really, really afraid of what's going to happen next? Let's listen into today's question. Heather, yes, I own a business and that's why I listen to your show, but my question here is far more personal. Three months ago, I found what I believe to be a lump in my breast, and I'm terrified of what it could mean for me, my business, and my family. I haven't told my husband, shown a doctor, or even confided in a girlfriend. I, of course, know I need to do these things. I even had a doctor's checkup scheduled for my allergy medicine renewal, and when she asked if anything else was up, I said no. I couldn't get the words out, Heather. All I think about is losing everything I've built, all of it just going away. I'm a rational and logical person, Heather. I know what I'm doing and I know why I'm doing it. What I can't seem to do is stop avoiding it and start getting the answers I need to do, I need in order to be informed. Now I'm not only scared of bad news, I'm terrified of hearing that if I had just come in sooner, it could have all been avoided. I'm leaving my bed every night in the middle of the night to silently cry in the bathroom as I feel the lump over and over. It's not healthy, and this kind of avoidance is nothing like me, but I can't seem to move. Please just tell me how you move through something like this. How do I start dealing and stop running? Okay, first of all, I just want you to know that myself and the entire community of this show listening are with you. And we all know what it's really like to be scared that the life you have come to love and value suddenly goes away. Some of us have lived through car accidents. Most of us have lived through some kind of loss. All of us have been in the moment of being human, of being really, really happy and fearing that we could lose it all. I know that you're probably embarrassed and confused by your behavior. So as you listen to me, and I hope I can give you the words you need to hear, I just want you to know we're in it with you, that anybody listening gets it, that we know what it's like to be so scared of losing that it's so hard to move. I'm sorry you're in this place. And yes, absolutely, I'm committed to getting you to the other side of it. But the first thing I want you to do is just give yourself a little bit of compassion and a little bit of forgiveness for not doing what you needed to do sooner. I know you're beating yourself up about it. Now you're adding another fear to the table, but you've already taken a gigantic step in writing this letter. What I don't know is how long it took you to write this letter. What I don't know is how long you've been listening to my show, wondering what I would think, how many times you've started a letter to me and stopped, how many times you started talking to your husband or considered telling your doctor or confiding in a girlfriend and chose not to. But what I do know is you put this question to paper, you put it in an email and you sent it. You are capable of getting the words out now. That story has now changed. You got the words out. You press send. I received it this morning at 7.47 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'm recording this for you 2.36 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
So when you get the words out, you are capable of getting a response. What we need to get you to do is to figure out what you need in order to get the words out to someone who's not a stranger, who's invested in your story and in your life too. And you may not be able to get the words out. You may simply need to show somebody this email. It might mean that you forward it to your doctor. It might mean that you point to it at a computer and say, I wrote this letter to someone today. Dear husband, I need you to see it and read it. It might mean that you show it to a girlfriend. You don't need to have the hard conversation. You don't need to actually say the words. What's really important here is that we get that situation looked at so you know what you're dealing with because you could be telling yourself all kinds of stories. You're going to the worst possible case scenario and I get it. It is a fear that strikes people when suddenly our bodies don't look, move, or act the way we're used to. When something's out of whack, it's understandable. When it comes to lumps and breasts in women, of course you get scared. Of course you get terrified. But also, of course you forget about the number of women who find these things on the regular and they're just benign cysts. Of course you forget about the stories of catching it early, getting it treated, and people to live long, healthy lives. Of course you're forgetting about the times when it was addressed and removed and taken care of immediately. You're only scanning for the proof positive of stories when people lose their lives to really bad things in their body. You might be living with and dealing with breast cancer, but we don't know that yet. What's really important is for us to find out so you can deal with what's in front of you and start getting treatment. It starts with getting support because obviously you're getting rocked by this to your core. Obviously you're starting to think about all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and you need help getting to the next step. You reached out to me and I wish I could reach back and just say, hey, I'll go to the doctors with you. Hey, we've got this. But what I need you to do is to figure out who your safe person is and to ask them. Because here's the thing, you can stay stuck in fear and still not move and your people will go to war for you. They will get you there. I think your story is that you have to get yourself there, that you have to ask the question, you have to do all the things. And right now what you may only be capable of is writing this letter, getting it to me and getting my answer and implementing that. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Your people who care about you will fight for you, will fight with you if they have to, and will get you there. Stop telling yourself a story that simply because you found this, it's your secret and you're on your own. Yes, your husband is going to be terrified and sad and scared that this is happening. Your girlfriends are going to feel bad that they didn't know it sooner. And nobody's going to care about any of that because they simply want to take care of you. How do I know this? Because this is what I dealt with with my husband. He didn't have breast cancer. He didn't have cancer. But in 2015, he became incredibly, incredibly ill. I've shared on the show that he has a spinal cord injury. And as a result, people with spinal cord injuries and who rely on wheelchairs are susceptible and prone to pressure sores on their, you know, on their rear ends, (laughs) on their buttocks. (laughs) 
I don't even know that that sounds better, but you know where I'm going with this. Um, and my husband found one and we started getting treatment for it and treatment was not working. He clearly had some kind of infection in the wound. He clearly um, was getting regular uh, fevers. He was on rounds of antibiotics that wouldn't work. Um, And I think at one point in time in 2015, it started in March of 2015, I think we went a couple of months of um, it not being successfully treated. He would go on a round of antibiotics. The antibiotics wouldn't get better, wouldn't make him better. He'd have another round of fever and around and round we went. And one day I demanded that he get a second opinion. And he told me I was stupid. He told me, cause you know, he's a doctor that I didn't know what I was talking about, that I needed to let the medicine work, that I was being irrational, that if I couldn't handle it and I was tired of taking care of him, et cetera, et cetera. You can see how that conversation went and you can probably imagine how excited I was to be having it with him because he was paralyzed with fear. He was nearly done his medical training and he just wanted to continue. He just wanted to be able to finish his residency on time. He didn't want one more obstacle to his training. He'd already lost a year to his training when he got hurt and he had recovered from that and continued and he couldn't handle one more roadblock and he was terrified of what he would find out and what it would mean. And I looked at that and my guess is the two of you in that space had a lot in common. It's understandable to be that scared and you may not be capable of getting yourself there, but your people will do what I did. And I went to war. I argued and I fought and I pleaded and I prodded and I argued and I fought and I got him the second opinion. We really nailed down what the actual problem was and we got him better. But he wasn't capable of getting himself better on his own because he had already fought long and hard enough for two months. He just hit the wall. And I bet as you're listening to that story, you're okay with that coming from him, that you understand that somebody who had an injury, who simply recovered from that injury, went on to get medical training, might be stuck in fear for finding out that he's not going to get to be a doctor after all, or that he's dealing with another major obstacle. You probably have that compassion for him. What I want you to do is to take that compassion and use that lens to look at your own life. That of course, with your business, with your family, with your life that you've worked so hard to have, of course, you're afraid to lose it. But just like you would know with him, it doesn't mean that if he needed a second opinion that he was going to lose anything. It doesn't mean that he'd have to compromise on anything. You would know that for him. You're just losing sight of it because it's yourself. So let your people hold the big picture. Let yourself be scared until you find out there's absolutely positively no reason to be scared. But what you're doing right now isn't working for you. You know that, right? Like if it was working, first of all, you'd be sleeping at night. If it was working for you, you wouldn't feel compelled to reach out to me and write a letter. You know that this way of not dealing is not only not working for your mental health, it's not taking care of the problem at hand and the problem at hand needs to get addressed. You know what you can't do. You know you can't get the words out. You know you can't have the hard conversation. You know you can't sit in a scary reality. But what you also know here 
is that you were capable of putting it in a letter and pressing send. You've already done it once. There's no reason to think you can't do it again. So what I would encourage you to do is to figure out what you are willing to do. You know you can't have the hard conversation, fine. You know you can't get the words out in a doctor's office, fine. Get some help. Build an army. Talk to your tribe. Call the woman in your life who, if this ever happened to her, you would absolutely positively expect to be her first phone call. Call her. Call your best friend. Call a sister if you have one. Call your husband. Go to the people who make you feel safe when you're scared and ask for help. That's what you really need here is you need somebody to help you because you're scared. You're not incapable. You clearly are capable. You reached out with this incredible letter. You reached out and you asked for help. You're willing to get the answers when you don't know. You're just so scared of what you're going to find out. You know what the possibilities are. Somebody could look at this and tell you it's nothing. It's just hormonal. It came with your period. It's gone. Somebody might want to look at it, dig deeper, you know, take it for a test drive in a mammogram machine and see what you come up with. And they may even need to biopsy it. You probably know what the possible steps are. But what you're imagining is some awful final ending that's getting in the way of you taking the first couple of steps. You absolutely might have to deal with something scary, but just because you have to deal with something scary doesn't mean it's going to be the most tragic ending. Doesn't mean that you're not going to be capable or that your people aren't going to be capable of supporting you. So all of the stories you're telling yourself that you're trapped in, you're suffering, and you're suffering completely by yourself. I don't imagine that my voice through your podcast app is getting you very far. But there's hope here of connecting, of help and support if you can take that next step for yourself and reach out and ask for help. Tell someone you know who's in your circle that you're hurting and you need some help. That's all you have to do. You don't have to say all the words. You just have to say a few words to get somebody else to know the gist of your story who can handle this for you. Because at some point, you will be able to handle it for yourself. Because each step that you take from reaching out to me to reaching out to the next person is one more step you're taking towards health, towards treatment, towards identifying of the problem, and figuring out what comes next. Because this is what I also know to be true, my friend. If you don't look, if you don't get this checked out, you are risking losing the exact thing you're petrified of losing. We can't control that that won't happen simply by not dealing with this. And I know you know that. I know that's why you wrote that letter. I know that's why you sent this into the show. So this is what I want you to do. You know what you can't do. You know what you've been frozen and stuck in doing. Figure out what you can do. Take that step. And if all you can do is give me some identifying information so I can send this to someone you know, love, and trust, I will do that for you gladly. I do believe you're capable of this. I actually think this letter was you getting yourself ready for this. You may have already done it, even though you only sent it this morning, my time. 
My guess is you know what needs to happen next and you're scared. And I understand this health stuff is scary. It does really feel like we could lose everything at any point in time. But we also know what's to be true, that if we identify what's in front of us, we get informed about what's in front of us, we can be empowered to make the decisions that are right for us. Right now, that lump in your breast is controlling you and is controlling everything that happens next. But you can take control by getting informed. And I know that I don't have to urge you to do this. I know that that's what you need to do for yourself. And I know you know that. I get that you're terrified, but sometimes not knowing is scarier than finding out the worst possible answer. Because as soon as you find out the answer, you have control. You can make a plan. You can determine next steps. You can decide what your options are. But right now, you're being controlled by your fear and by this lump, and you don't have to be. I am so sorry you're hurting. I'm so sorry you're scared. And I don't want you to be, but we need you to put your big girl pants on one more time. You did it once by writing to me. You can do it again by telling somebody who can get you where you need to go. And I know you're capable and I now know you're ready because you wrote this letter. You wouldn't have written this letter if you weren't ready. People who aren't ready don't write in, I promise. They just sit and listen to the show and skip the episode. You listened, you've written in, and I've got your back. And I want to remind you that anybody listening is rooting for you, thinking of you, and sending positive, positive good thoughts your way. And if you want to tell us how this goes for you and you need to share your journey, we're here and we're in it with you. I'm grateful that you reached out to me. It gives me a sense of control of helping, you know, a fellow woman in the community. Um, I am really grateful and privileged that you wrote in. I, I hope my answer helps. I hope you feel the love and support from people you've never even met who don't even know who you are, that we want what's best for you. We want you to find out what's going on so you can deal with it and that we've got your back. This is a community of people all looking to live their best lives and that only works if we take the best care of ourselves as possible. I'm so sorry you're so scared, but I hope you won't have to be scared for long. Just find your person, latch on, and let them lead you the rest of the way. Thanks so much for reaching out to me today. I'm really, really grateful you did. And to everyone else listening, if you're stuck and scared, immobile and in action, please know that my advice here applies to you too. Thanks for joining me today, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.